Hello and welcome to School Growth Mastery, produced by EnrollHand. We help schools, preschools, colleges and universities find their voice, connect with their ideal parents and grow their enrollment. We will bring on a diverse list of guests from school heads, admissions officers, marketing experts, parents and more, each with a unique insight into how you should grow your school in this changing landscape. In this episode, I'm joined by Jenny Winton of Mission Minded, one of the leading brand strategists in the nonprofit world. We talked about the six steps to branding initiative, why you never build brands on features of your school, like being a Christian school or a Montessori school or a project-based learning or STEAM schools, and actually what you need to do instead, and much more. You have a brand, whether you like it or not. So it's time to start taking control of it. Last but not least, you will hear why branding is not just for large or wealthy schools. There are steps you can take wherever you are in your journey as a school. All this and more in this episode with Jenny from Mission Minded. Hi Jenny, welcome to the podcast. Hi Andrew, thanks for having me. Now I wanted to have you for a while because I've been hearing about Mission Minded from you know, a lot of the schools we work with. So I, I really wanted to have you on and just have a, have a chat about uh, branding in general. Uh, thanks so much for accepting. Do you want to maybe... My favorite subject. <laughs> you want to maybe introduce yourself a bit, introduce uh, Mission Minded and what you guys do, and then we can take it from there. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So at Mission Minded, we believe that a brand that sets you apart is essential to an independent school's success. So we partner with our clients to help them uncover the big, bold idea that is really going to set them apart. You know, in today's world, you know this as well as I do, a worthy mission is no longer enough. Schools have to communicate what makes them unique at every opportunity. And so that's, that's our sort of orientation around brand and why we believe it's so important. We've been doing this work since about 2002, and we started because we saw a problem in the independent school sector. And that is that so many people come to this work at a, at a school, either as a, an educator or an administrator or a volunteer, you know, a parent. And, you know, they love the school that they work with, but they kind of scratch their heads on how to describe the school they love. And we hear this time and time again, schools say, I know what makes my school special. I just don't know how to talk about it to people who aren't already in the community. So this is a problem that we've seen, and it's really what fuels us in our work at Mission Minded, helping everyone inside a school know with confidence, you know, what to say and how to talk about their school so that right fit families can can find them. And, you know, our work is really, you know, it's, it's so much fun because we see the transformation in the schools that we work with. And there's one school we worked with in an, in an urban area that was kind of considered a second-tier school. Um, there were sort of three elite schools that everyone was clamoring to get into, and this school was sort of second-tier, second-choice for families. And they came to us and they said, you know, we're just as good as those other schools. We're hiring you to help us create a brand so that everyone will see that we're on the same tier as those schools. And as we began the work, we, we learned a lot about them and, in fact, that the best place for them was not to try to be up on that elite tier with other schools that were all saying the same things about themselves, but instead to find what made this school really unique and create its own tier, its own category all to itself. 
And when we helped them see that that was the opportunity and we helped them talk about their school in a different way and understand their unique brand, they had their best admission season in the school's history. It was a 100-plus-year-old institution. They literally had to add more seats into their incoming ninth grade class. And they didn't change a single thing about their school or their program. They just changed the way they talked about it. And that is what we help our clients do. We are, that, that's really at the heart of the branding work that we do at Mission Minded. Okay, that, I have so many questions. And so I'm just jotting things <laughs> down. And I Jump right in. One by one so it doesn't uh, kind of overwhelm you and the, more, mostly the, the listening. So you, what you said first was that um, you know, in 2002, first of all, that's really early. Congratulations if you saw this coming so early. Um, uh, you you saw that the number of like a large number of schools knew they were unique in a certain way, but they didn't really know how to express it. That that reminds me of something I see more and more, you know, on social media or in discussions with other educators, school marketers. It's a, sort of a joke that a lot of the school websites have the same wording on it. Have you have you noticed? Right. That? Yes. And, you know, there's a good reason for that. It makes perfect sense. In independent schools, we have more in common with each other than we have differences. I mean, let's face it, all independent schools have something in common, which is the, the love and the passion for educating kids and turning out great kids to go into the world and see them their best selves. And that's, that's why someone works for volunteers at an independent school. And so, you know, the mission statements are all very, very similar. And and that's okay. Um, but brand is something different. And, and a school has to have a strong brand if they're going to have a strong enrollment um, story, let's say. Um, your brand is your reputation. And what we say is your brand is not your logo. Your brand is not your mission statement. Your brand are the thoughts and feelings that come into people's mind when they hear the name of your school. And so those thoughts and feelings are actually things you cannot control. People will decide for themselves what kind of school they think you are, and they will decide that based on all the inputs, you know, how they, what they hear about you from their friends, the informal conversations, um, you know, how, what they take away from looking at your website and whatnot. So if brand is reputation, the question you have to ask yourself is, is the reputation our school has today the reputation that we need in the future in order to achieve all of our goals? So mm. the it brand goes way beyond your mission. Your mission is steady and changing. When Mission Minded works with a school, we never come in to try to change the mission or, or argue to make the mission more unique. What our job is to do is to come in and find what's unique about the way a school is delivering on that mission. And that becomes the brand, along with other things like the sort of personality and values of the school. That's, I understand. So, so how do you, I mean, how does one, since, since it's, since brand is reputation, it's out of your control, how do you change it? I mean, can you actually change it? Is it just, a, is it through signaling? I mean, you have to signal new things, different things, what you want your reputation to be? Or is there some way that you can actually get control of that? Well, it's both. You absolutely can change the reputation of your school. And that's what we do at Mission Minded. That's what we help our clients do. 
the first step, though, is that everyone inside your school has to rally around that single big, bold idea that sets you apart. And that big, bold idea is what we call your, your brand promise or your, your, you know, your brand strategy. What's the big idea that we want our school to be known for that no other school can, can also promise? What's the thing that makes us different that is attractive to those right fit families that we're trying to uh, attract? And so when everyone inside the school sees themselves the same way, rallies around this big idea, and then start signaling externally, this is the kind of school we are. That is what changes our reputation over time. Mm. The mistake that schools often make is thinking, oh, you know, our reputation is not what we want it to be. So we're going to ask the marketing or the admissions officer to write some new messages for our admissions yearbook or for our website. And new messages alone will not change your reputation. This is an all hands on deck kind of initiative. Brand gets built by every single thing a school does at any time, uh, signaling who, who they are. So it's got to come from the top. The head of school has to be part of leading it. And everyone inside the school who works and volunteers for it has to be part of very intentionally sending new signals that align with the brand reputation that the school has. That's great. That's great. And I, I get back to maybe sharing some some short tips on, and you know, I will add your your website in the show notes because you have some great resources there. But maybe even before, just to entice people to go over to your website, you'd like to share some quick tips on where they would start with like brand changing reputation. But before we do that, uh, I you may, I wanted to ask something else. You, you mentioned right fit families a couple of times. We at mm-hmm. Nohan we very often talk about right fit families and the concept that. More and more, the school is not able and is not and should not uh, please everyone and be for everyone. Any brand yeah. is not for everyone. Now, this, this however, it, it, it doesn't go well with some people. I mean, some people get frustrated when they hear the word right with families. Mm-hmm. Why, why is that the right way to think about uh, your families? Isn't that? Yeah, that's a great uh, question. You're absolutely right. A school that tries to be all things to all families eventually suffers. Now, in the short term, they might get their enrollment numbers up, which is usually the driver for schools who are, who are doing that. But in the long term, there are so many reasons you know, not to try to be all things to all families. Number one, if you attract families into your school and then they're not really aligned with the values or the pedagogy of your school, those families come in and then they try to change the school. So that sort of rocks the culture. That's not good for your brand. Um, and having families who come into the school that just simply don't understand what you're about, that's also not good, certainly not good for the families, the kids, the teachers. So the reason to focus on who you are, what you uniquely do, what kind of families you know are a good fit with your culture is that it is strengthening over time because the families who come in, they, they choose you for the right reasons. They believe in you. They champion you. Long after enrollment, they're going to be generous supporters. They're going, to, they're going to talk to their friends about what a great school it is. But if you just kind of hustle around and say anything to get anyone in, eventually your school doesn't stand for anything. And then that's the equivalent of having a weak brand, and a weak brand we know leads to weaker enrollment. Now, the reality is I know smaller to mid-sized schools who are struggling with admissions 
you know, may have to make some concessions from time to time, but that is still not an excuse not to be committed to having a strong and clear brand. Because the more strong and powerful and clear your brand is, the more families of the kind you want will be able to easily find you. And that's really one of the greatest benefits of a strong brand is that the families who are a match with your values, they'll know it, they'll feel it, they'll see it before you ever get to the you know formal stage of getting them on campus or of filling out a form. They'll already have a good feeling that you are a match for them. But it's a bit scary, right? Because in a sense, you're you're pushing some people away. And I'm, I'm saying it explicitly like that on purpose, just to, you know, make it very clear in order sure. to attract sure. other people that are right fit. And if, if you're not, even if you're not struggling with enrollment, but if you're, you know, it's not, you don't have a wait list, for example, it's a scary thought that there's a parent who wants to come to your school and you're gonna not, you're not gonna say no, but you're with your messaging, with your branding, because you stand for something. They might be. They might decide against that, and that's a bit scary. Uh, yes, yes, of course, it would be scary if you're even if you're you know if you are struggling with enrollment to turn away a family. I'm not advocating for turning a family away. No, I know your school needs. Yeah. What I'm say, saying instead is I've seen the power of a school standing up and saying, this is what we believe. This is what we do. We don't do it like other schools because we believe this way is right. If you believe this way is right, this is the school for you. I've seen the power in that. Yeah. So do you have maybe one or two examples, and I'm going to link them in the show notes, of schools that you feel really stand out, really have done that work with you uh, or not? and and really stand out, and you know you can see that once you look at the website or their materials, and they really stand for something. Well, yes, I'd say anyone we've worked with emerges looking like they stand for something, I'm, I'm, and I'm proud of that because that's really the work of, of branding. Uh, two schools that come to mind, I can direct your um, listeners to their website. Drew School in San Francisco mm-hmm. uh, is the school I mentioned earlier when I, I told that story at the beginning. Um, they're a school that proudly stood up and said, we believe in teenagers. We believe that high school is a time for young teenagers to get to be teenagers instead of having to have the pressures and rigor as if they were already in college. And there's a way we treat teenagers that is developmentally appropriate that brings the best out for them. So we are intentionally not an academic pressure cooker. I'm really, you know, subphrasing. These are not the exact yes. words they use. But them, you know, understanding that about themselves, that became their big brand idea. Um, be the one. We are the one school that sees it this way, and we allow each kid to be the one. And they have had transformative results in, in their admissions. I mean, they, they were under-enrolled. And when they took a stand and said, this is the kind of school we are, and if if you believe in teenagers, you should believe in Drew. All of a sudden, they had so much more interest in their school than they had. That's so interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm really proud of that work. And you can see, you know, the, the, the brand comes across on their website. There's a great video. We helped them communicate what they were doing. And again, they didn't change anything at that time about how they were delivering the education. They just talked about themselves in a, in a more insightful and powerful way. Yeah, and I'm so, on the website now, and it's very powerful indeed. 
Yeah, great. Thank you. Uh, Marin Academy, MA.org, is another client that uh, we work, work with. It happens to be another high school and happens to be in the Bay Area, but those are just coincidental. <laughs> and and that's another school that, um, you know, their head of school, who we really think so highly of Travis Brownlee, she, you know, she came to us and she said, you know, this school is great. Everyone who works here and all the parents who are here, everyone knows what's great about it. But people talk about it as if it's kind of something you can't understand unless you're already inside the community. I think people were calling it, you know, their secret sauce, which is now so gone. No one would ever say that. So our job was to come in and help them, you know, find out how they could take that inside secret and turn it externally into a brand that people could understand. And for them, at Marin Academy, everything is a question. This is a school that really believes in experiential learning, deep experiences with the material as a way for kids to learn not only the material, but who they are and their relationship to it. And this is how kids need to learn today if they're going to succeed in the world. No longer is it okay you know, to sit in classrooms, in lines, in rows, and look up at a teacher who has all the information. You know, it's the kids themselves who are, who are mastering the material and making it personal to themselves. And so we helped them create a new brand that would say that and attract more families who believe that. Um, competing against some some very interesting other schools, including some very impressive public schools in the area, and another independent school that really prides itself on its, you know, I would say academic rigor. And MA has academic rigor and delivers it in a very, very different way than the other school that they mostly compete against. So not only did they have great, you know, admissions results, I think, you know, I, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but their inquiries went up and their yield went up. They also, because this was a focus of the work, they also um, increased the number of uh, minority and diversity families coming into the school, which is something that was very important to their culture and to their goals and to their really their values at the school. And the way they had been talking about themselves wasn't as welcoming to non-traditional independent school families as, as it might have been. And so this work really helped them in that regard as well. And once again, they didn't change anything about the school itself. They just changed the way they thought about themselves and sent signals into the world about the kind of school that they are. Got it. And let's move into maybe uh, you know a couple of just tips. How do you start? You have like you have a tools section in your website, so I'm going to link that up, and oh. people can go there as well. But I'd say maybe one thing you did infer right now in your discussion about MA. You said there's there are other schools who talk about rigor. So is one step looking at the competition and kind of seeing what their messaging is and trying to, I wouldn't say define yourself against them, but just try and see, you know, what the overlap is and what's outside that overlap. Yeah, great. I love that question. Um, I think of this, and I, I do a lot of speaking at conferences. In fact, I'll be at the NAIS conference later this week doing a talk on this subject and. Here's what I say to people um, about branding at their school. First of all, you don't have to hire a consultant like Mission Minded to do this. Um, I think there are some advantages to having some outside perspective for pieces of this work, but it, it can be an inside job. And whether you work with a consultant or you lead this internally, there are six steps to creating a new brand strategy. And the first one is to assess the brand you have now. How are you perceived now? What is the reality 
of your reputation today. Schools don't often know that. You know, they hear these things anecdotally. They have an idea. Well, people think of us this way. But the real work is to start with a, a rigorous assessment of the actual brand or reputation that you have today. And that will show you uh, where you need to head. You know, maybe you have the exact brand you want and need for today. Or maybe there are ways that you need to refine your brand, again, so that you can attract the families who will strengthen your, your culture. So the second step then is to identify your true right fit families. Who are those families that make your school what you want it to be? And we don't think of this identification in terms of demographics. Instead, we think of it more as um, psychographic, mm. meaning, you know, what, is, what makes these people tick? What do they care about? What are their values? What keeps them up at night? What brings them joy? What do they do on the weekend? You get to know them. We spend quite a bit of time with our clients identifying their target audiences. Usually it's between four and six different kinds of people that their brand needs to be a beacon for. And by the way, it's not just families. It's also staff and faculty. So knowing who you're trying to attract and getting to know their hearts and minds is, is something very important because then you want to build the brand for them. Got it. Third step, as you noted, is to examine the competition. What, who are the other schools that your right fit families consider to be similar to you? And what are those schools saying about themselves? What are they promising? What reputation do those schools have? You've got to understand that so that the brand strategy you develop for your school is very, very different. Even though you might have a lot in common programmatically with other schools, you've still got to find that big thing that makes you different. You can't do that unless you take the time to look at competition. And I am often just shocked when we work with our school clients to find out that they don't really know what the reputation of the other schools are that they compete with. Mm, interesting. Fourth step is to find the open opportunity. So how are your, how, how is your school meaningfully different? Now that you know what the other schools say about themselves, how they're perceived, what they offer, what's the big thing that you do that's different that really matters to your right fit family? And once you identify what that is, you need to distill that difference into its purest essence. And that's what we call at Mission Minded, your brand promise. This idea expressed in as few words as possible. So that means, you know, your difference can't be a paragraph long because you don't get a paragraph's worth of people's mind space. It's got to be a short, sweet, quick, easy idea for people to understand. And that's the work. That's probably the hardest piece of this. Everything else you can plod through and kind of figure out. But figuring out that thing that's truly makes you different, that really matters to your right fit families, and, and putting as few words as possible on that um, is, is the work of, of coming up with your brand promise. And once you have that, for Drew, you know, be the one, we believe in teenagers, that becomes an internal rallying cry. It becomes a mantra. Everyone says it. Everyone starts behaving and acting around it in order to bring it more to the fore. So your brand promise gets a lot of power over time. That, that really um, has a positive impact on your internal culture and then, of course, you know, changes your reputation over time. So that's number five, distilling it down. And then the last step to rebranding is intentionally beginning to send the signals that reinforce the brand that you want to have. And 
for the schools we work with, it's not about, as I've said a couple of times here, you don't change your actual program, but there are signals you send that you might not recognize that you've been sending that work against you. And so once you have this brand articulated, it's really easy to look around and take an inventory and say, oh, if we want to be perceived as this kind of school, we should probably stop doing that and start doing this instead. And it could be easy, simple things like, you know, how the phone gets answered, how you organize your admissions tours, um, whether you use paper or printed communication. There are a lot of signals you send that reinforce what kind of school people will decide that you are. Mm, interesting. Um, that's very interesting. If I move forward a bit, so say you have worked with a school in the past or you know, they're just starting on a branding exercise now. What, what, one, thing, one thing I noticed when I was visiting a lot of schools last week was that the competition is increasing a lot. How do you, you, know, how do you change this or how do you, you know, magnify this exercise when you're starting to see a lot of schools pop up in your vicinity and some of them may be claiming similar things to what you are claiming? I have this, this school in mind. They used to be the only Montessori uh, school in the northern uh, suburbs of Texas, and now there's like five of them. And mm-hmm. she doesn't really know that the, the head of school doesn't really know how to how to find that one thing that, that makes her different. So far, she's been really focused on you know being the Montessori school, and a lot of other schools we talk to, they're you know they're the Catholic school, they're um, you know Christian school, faith based, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the project-based learning school. We're the project-based learning school, but then there starts to be more of these project-based learning schools. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you move exactly. that a step further? Yeah, great question. So each one of those examples you gave, Montessori, Catholic, Christian, project-based learning, those are what we would call features. That mm-hmm. is a feature of your school. You do not build your brand on features for precisely the reason you just said, because anyone can come along and copy your features. Your brand should be built on a bigger, higher order ideal, some big aspirational idea, a big, bold idea that your school claims that no other school could ever copy because it is so authentically you. So Montessori is just a feature. Montessori education is great, but as you point out, you know, most big cities now have multiple Montessori schools. So Montessori alone is not enough. If your brand is just Montessori, that's not enough. What is it that's special about the Montessori education in the way that you deliver it that makes you unique? Uh, What is it, not what you do every day, but why does it matter that you do it the way you do it? Asking yourself these questions can give you some insights into what that big brand idea might be. But a brand promise in the way Mission Minded conceives of them never names the product and never names the features of the product. It's got to be bigger than that. That's that's exciting. Uh, what you said, uh, features versus benefits, it kind of reminds me a bit of branding in, in business or in products. Do you Absolutely. Feel- when you work, do you gain insights from what's happening in other markets and like not not in nonprofits and in the business world, for example? The same exact principles apply, and we are we are bringing them to the nonprofit and independent school sector. 
One example I share from the corporate world that I think helps make the point about a good brand promise is if you think of Apple Computer, yeah. that company, Apple. Uh, I, I typically ask large groups of people, what do you think of when you think of Apple? And people always say innovation. Mm. They think of innovation. They don't think of laptops. They don't think of iPads or iPhones or any of the things, the products that Apple creates. They think of innovation and creativity when they think of that brand. So innovation and creativity is the strategy that school has, excuse me, that company has adopted to differentiate itself from all of the other, you know, tech and consumer products out there. And they own innovation so much that everything they do is innovative. We, we used to joke, you know, when Steve Jobs was alive, we'd say, you know, if he invented a new elevator, everyone would, would have couldn't wait to get in the elevator. Whatever they created, we knew it would be innovative because that's their brand. And the way they organize their stores, if you've been in an Apple store, they were the first ones not to have cash registers. They had people just walk up to you and do your purchase, right? Wherever yeah. you were standing. Innovation is who they are. Here's another great example. Volvo. Hmm. Safety. Safety is their brand. Their brand is not built on, you know, four tires that are, you know, always hug the road or comfortable seating or great gas mileage. Their brand is safety. And everything they do and say reinforces that we are the car for people who care about safety. And they don't deviate from that. They don't get afraid that people are tired of hearing it and that they need another idea. That's the big idea. And they marshal all of their resources around it. And you can see both in innovation and in safety for Apple and Volvo, neither of those brand promises describe the features or the product. They're big ideas instead. Yeah, so it's like uh, Microsoft uh, tablet came out with uh, a few more features that doesn't really affect them. And in fact, in fact, Apple. And in fact, I had seen this this uh, image or infographic showing how um, there, there, there was a similar product to the iPad with very similar features 10 years ago. They didn't go anywhere. But then, you know, when Steve Jobs wrapped it in the brand, that's when it kind of, that's when it worked. Um, yeah. A great example of that is the 1984 Apple ad, which is, I think, one of the first ads that came out where no mention of features whatsoever were in the ad. It was simply a you know, very culture-driven, brand-driven uh, ad. Right. Right. Uh, right. Exactly. And schools have to do that, too. And when you have a strong brand, your parents and students will be so proud to affiliate with it. They'll understand what it means. They'll know how to talk about you. They become, you know, forgive this old expression, they become evangelists. They're proud to be part of it. And and also, you know, having a strong brand allows you to make mistakes. When people believe in you and, and they just follow you and they trust you, when your school makes a mistake, which it will, because schools are populated by people and people make mistakes, um, your brand, your school will be forgiven much more quickly if you have a strong and powerful brand. People overlook your mistakes and just focus on the big, positive, good feelings that they have about you instead. I have one last question on, on my side. And then, you know, you can maybe think of some parting thoughts or a message to give uh, schools. But I mean, I want to pick on a word you use the word evangelists and uh, how you know, you create these fervent fans. Um, 
uh, what's interesting, and I, I've been I've been following the trend for a while. I haven't really been able to get some insight, and I was hoping you would help me. There's recently with the internet, there's a lot of new brands that are coming up, and they're challenging. And again, I'm talking about the corporate world, or you know, you might find it elsewhere. Well, they're challenging the age-old brands. So you had um, maybe you know this, you know, Million Dollar Shave Club that challenged Gillette. You have Glossier, which is like a beauty product. You have different different people who are creating brands based on evangelists, like you said. They're creating these groups, these communities on the internet, on YouTube, things like that. And suddenly there are these big brands. Um, I have a sense that what they're doing is they're finding that thing that sets them apart. Basically, it's the, the fans that are telling them what it is. Is there any... Thing kind of are you thinking about? Are you observing these new brands in any way? These digital brands, is there any insight we can gain from them? Well, I think what those brands are doing is exactly what always goes on in branding, which is if you think about an independent school, most families before you ever get your hands on them in the enrollment pipeline have already talked to people they know and trust and respect in their community to say, hey, what do you know about this school? What do you think about this school? If your school stands for something that's clear and positive and not murky and everyone has the words to talk about it, then your evangelists are already out there. And when they get asked about the school, they know what to say in a way that's aligned with your mission and who you want to be. And so those folks are out there talking about you. And that's exactly what's going on now with social media. We just see it more with social media. But the best schools, the strongest brands, shall I say, are those that have everyone inside their community empowered to speak passionately and clearly about their brand. And those sideline conversations that go on in communities are really how the brands get built for independent schools. I had a one of our clients and I'll just share a little anecdote. Yeah, yeah, um, one of my my favorite school heads, uh, Joel Weiss from Crane Country Day School in Montecito, California, said to me, you know, Jenny, I always wondered how we would know if this investment we made in branding would make a difference. And, you know, they were not under-enrolled when we worked together, but their goal was to be able to have somewhat more selectivity in the families that they were letting in, again, so that they could make sure they were really um, having the strong culture that they wanted. And so he said, I always wondered, you know, how would we know that this worked? And he said, I started hearing our messages come back to me from people who weren't inside the school community. They would describe my school to me in using our key messages that we had developed for the brand. And that's the word of mouth marketing that is always at play for independent schools and now for these big brands that you're talking about. Exactly. So it's the word of mouth that you enable by having a strong, clear brand. I think, yes, it, it gives people the tools to talk as they would anyway want to talk. But like circling back to the beginning of our discussion, you have mentioned that you know people know what they want to, what they feel, but they don't really know how to say it. So again, a lot of the evangelists are having that same feeling. They, they know your school is great in some way, but they don't really know how to say it. So I guess branding helps then get that and then what right. social media does basically in all things good or bad that's why there's such a big debate whether social media is good or bad social media is basically an accelerant 
And that's what we do here at the Nolan. What we do is we take your brand and accelerate the word of mouth. It's, we call it digital word of mouth. And basically, it's mm -hmm. what you say, the signals that you put out there. Just with social media, you can put more out there and faster. And I think that's why yeah, there's that's these, right. yeah. So there's these small brands. Some of them are three, four small teams, uh, three, four people, and they become these huge brands that are overtaking, um, like the, the big old legacy, like Procter and Gamble and stuff. And I'm, I'm mentioning that as a positive message, saying that I think any school um, can, if, if done right, with branding and 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 marketing, which is not a bad word. Um, can really, you know, get out of, uh, like, transform what the reputation is today into something new and fresh and exciting. You know, Andrew, I couldn't agree more. And I really feel like I want to add this important point here now, which is a brand will not be successful. A school will not be successful in rebranding if the promise that their brand makes is not something that the school authentically delivers. You can't fool people. You've got to be honest with yourselves about what kind of school you really are and what that magic is that you're delivering. Your brand cannot just be empty promises. It has to be authentic or people will see right through it. You might get an, you know, a bump early on, but it, it won't actually translate into you know, high enrollment numbers and high regards. So the authenticity is, a, is at the core of all of this. So for any educators who are listening to this and starting to say, oh, gosh, branding, that has nothing to do with me, or isn't branding just for tricking people into buying things they don't need? No, brand is about finding what's authentically wonderful about your school and talking about it in a way that allows people to see it who aren't already part of that institution. That's great. I fully agree with that. Um, so... For me, I, I, I would wrap this up. I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to, to share, Jenny, or otherwise you'll just um, wrap it up here and, uh, and call it a day. It's up to you. Well, I would just love to add for anyone listening to this who might be feeling like, oh, brand sounds good, but we're a small school or we don't have time or we don't have the budget. Don't feel overwhelmed so much that you don't take any action. Because the reality is your school already has a brand today, whether you've done a branding initiative or not, because your school already has a reputation. So the question you have to ask yourself is, does the reputation we have today serve us in achieving all of our enrollment and student goals? And if you don't have the reputation today that you need, you really should invest in changing it, refreshing it, tightening it, making it more clear and positive. Because the benefits will be very, very measurable. Don't let perfection get in the way of progress. Do something. Do an analysis. Start to make a plan. You don't have to hire an expensive consultant to do this. And you, you, will, uh, you will recognize the results. That's great, Jane. Very encouraging message. Thank you so much for your insight today. It was great talking to you. Thank you, Andrew. I really enjoyed it. I love talking about this stuff. And I, I appreciate what you're bringing to the sector. So thank you for inviting me. Great. Have a great day. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to School Growth Mastery, brought to you by Enrollhand. If you like what you heard, please do subscribe to our show and share this episode with your fellow educators. 
you can support us by leaving us a positive review on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. That way more school leaders like you will find us. If you want to learn more about school growth, visit our website at enrollhand.com and please do check out the links in the show notes of this episode. Until next time, goodbye for now.